Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth. And I'm Camp Adulthood. Great to be here. It's great to be here. What a delight. I feel like I've missed you. I know. We didn't see each other for a whole weekend. But then we saw each other yesterday. Multiple times, yes. So. Yes. But, you know. We had a lovely do-it-yourself raclette dinner. Yes. Does everyone know what raclette is, listeners of the internet? Nah, you're missing out. Raclette is when you melt cheese and put it all over otherwise healthy food, like vegetables and lean beef. Um, and it is amazing and delicious. And everyone should have a raclette grill. And you can buy them on Amazon.com. This is not a paid advertisement. Raclette, a better way to eat cheese. <laughs> Thank you, Maddie. All right. So what's been what's been happening? Do you have any hot topics that um, you would like to discuss? I don't really have any Prior hot to our exciting interview. As I was rushing around, I kind of felt like... I'm not prepared. That's okay. I have not been engaged with the world this week. I've been thinking about my own problems, which is very, very... I mean, those could be a hot topic, should you choose. I know. I don't know if I can talk about my problems to my internet friends, though. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Not until they become our real friends. Not until they become a reality. Um, How about you? What are your hot topics? I don't know. I, I too, have not been... um, Engaged with the world. I rewatched Dave Chappelle's stand up. Dave Chappelle. Now I've watched it twice. It's great. That was a delight. Um, I don't know. I feel like since we started this podcast, whenever I see the word millennial, like on Facebook or in like print media, I'm like, it's like my personal drinking game. I'm like, I look out for it. Oh, one hot topic that is could be a good segue into our uh, our esteemed guest. This week, it's Fleet Week. It's Fleet Week here in New York City. Also a personal drinking game. Also Every time you see a fleet member, being drunk. I don't think that's their appropriate term, but they are a member of the fleet. That's so interesting. Armed services. Armed services. Yeah. I saw a lot of Fleet Week. I was walking the dog up by the Intrepid, and there were a lot of tourists, a lot of um, delightful young men dressed in their white I know. Army what is your outfits, favorite? I mean, Navy outfits. Is your favorite uniform the Navy uniform? Do you have a favorite? I think I'm going to have to say the Navy because my dad yeah. was in the Navy. Well, see, we were discussing this earlier. Yeah. The Navy officer uniforms are great. Yeah. The Navy quite, enlisted uniforms yeah. with the tie, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. With the yeah. cape, not cute. I, there are terms I want to use, but they are probably derogatory, so I'm not going to say them. But pirate, I'll say it. <laughs> Oh my god. That's pretty good. Yeah. No disrespect to the enlisted ser- Navy service members. They're service. doing a great job. I'm just saying. I'm sure they've thought it themselves. They definitely got the worst formal uniform out of all the branches of the military. So I mean, and I have to say, like, some of the army is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You can look pretty. I will. All dressed up. I don't think I have it on my phone right now, but a friend of ours, um, Gabby. Yes. Young Kappa friend. Her boyfriend just graduated from the uh, Naval Academy. I saw both. And he did. Yes. And he is in his uniform. I know. I was like a single tear was shed. It was very beautiful. But see, he was wearing the officer uniform, which is great. Yes. Yes. My dad was in his officer uniform. And whenever I look at the photos, I'm always like... Listful. You guys are adorable. I love it. He looks very, like, saucy. So saucy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We, uh... We've been seeing them around town. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, I wish I had a flask. I would be, be drunk popular. all the time. Or be drunk all the time. That yes. 
I don't know why I thought you would share. Oh, here's a fun topic. <laughs> um, our one of our friends, whose name is Laura, sent me a link to this girl who the cap or the caption of the little video, the little video explanation said, "This girl has five bottles of wine on her." Can oh, you see I there? saw. Did you see yes, this? Yes, I did see this. I was like, she had it like in her her bracelet and stuff. Well, I'm like, I got who kind of wants? After the boob flask, so I didn't watch anymore. So I only saw. Like two and a half bottles. I mean, the boob is a good place to like storm anything. I mean, I can store guns, wine, boob holster. Gun a boob holster for my gun that I don't own yet. Just like Maddie's mom. Yes. <laughs> I probably just went into the red, and Jenny is gonna yell at me later. Uh, I know. Another exciting thing: producer Jenny is back in the studio since the first here. episode. Yay. It was quite unwieldy yeah. the past couple episodes, yeah, we are but now we're right. back. Professional. Not good at doing it properly. So now that Jenny is back, you guys will not have to listen to our weird editing. Um, yes. Although I'm sure you wouldn't even you didn't even notice because Jenny edited it so perfectly. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, right. so she had a bottle of wine in her wrist, like a bottle and a half in her boobs. Did you watch the rest? No. Oh, well, I didn't even watch the video. I just saw it. the picture and I was like, it's a lot of bottles of wine. But I was kind of like. Do we really need to be carrying that much warm wine on our person? What if it's frozen? What if you put it in and it's like close to being frozen and then over the course of the day? I guess the goal is that you're supposed to be like chugging wine a lot. Well, I think that's my real real question. It's like, are you chugging? I'm getting old. I can only have like two and a half glasses of wine. I know. Well, my brother was telling me he does the Tour de Franzia, which is a frat thing. That makes me want to puke. Tell me all about it. Um, It's pretty simple. You just. Chug a box of Franzia a whole with, box. A, with a partner. It's two people drinking a whole box of Franzia. That's turned me off my lovely sparkling can of rosé I'm drinking right Well, now. this sparkling rosé is for classy people. Franzia, on the other I hand, mean, is for to... frat boys and grandmas. And grandmas. <laughs> that's the target demographic. Oh, that's true. We used to get Franzia in college, and um, we would use it to Trader Joe's box wine is so much better. Yeah, Trader Joe's box wine is far If you only have, like, $5, get it Trader Joe's box wine. Don't buy Franzia. And there are great box wines at Costco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is where you really want to go to get your box wines for yeah. cheap. But we would take the Franzia wine, we would put it in the same bucket that we use to mop the floor. College <laughs> kids being gross all the time. And we would disinfect it. And then we would put, like, a giant... Franzia, and then we would add a couple liters of Coke, and then we add a couple cups of sugar. Oh, that actually doesn't sound bad. It's a Spanish drink called Kali Mocho, <laughs> drunk out of a bucket. Wow. Good times. Yeah. But, um, anyway. All right. That's exciting. Should we talk about our Shall we intro guest? our guest? Yes. yes. Our esteemed guest, Corey. Corey? Prince Among Men. Hello. Jenny is making a lot of some <laughs> signals at me, and I'm not sure what that means. You're, like, spiking a lot. Oh, usually I'm too, I'm right on the... Well, money, I, I don't know if you were looking at your money. No, because it went black. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, Corey is a young gentleman of a tender... Well, we'll let him talk about himself, but he is also Maddie's special romantic friend. Yeah. It's true. And that is how we know him. Welcome. Is also a member, although we will not go into detail about this, but a member of our armed services. So happy Memorial Day, everyone, and thank you for your service. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, can you tell us a little about yourself? How about definitely 
your name, uh, the year you were born, uh, where you're from, and kind of what your life looks like. What has brought you here to this moment, this interview? Well, I was born 1995 in August. I am from Dallas, Texas. I'm on vacation. I'm I'm on vacation. That's why I'm here right now. I'm in the Marine Corps. I'll say that. I don't I don't mind. Except the fact that Corey. You can ask me tough questions. I'll I'll answer them. It's fine. Yeah. Corey does not approve of the shenanigans of the young uh, sailors let loose in the big city. This is a pack of wild animals. (laughs) They need to be controlled. Yeah. They don't have your supervision. Well, the sailors I have, I have no bearing over. With the Marines. So many shenanigans. Marines have good uniforms. They do. They do. The blue ones? Yes. They have the The best. The blues. Oh, yeah. Universally the best. Yes. I think the Navy might have the worst. The Army does have some good uniforms, though. They they do. Their dress uniforms look pretty sharp. So what's your favorite uniform? The Marines, obviously. See, it's easy to say that until you've worn one, and looking so good comes at a pretty hefty price. You realize you're talking to two women who have worn strapless bras Absolutely. and high heels. But, but you, you do know, have a favorite people... uniform. Yeah, my camis. Yeah. I, I like my I just like my boots and the stuff that I can get dirty and destroy. I like that. I like that. Now let's see. So you're in the Marine Corps. Um, and where in our great nation now do you live? Still in California. Still in California. Until mm-hmm. a month. <laughs> And where are you going? Here. The big apple. Into the studio. He's going to live in our professional recording studio. Corey will then become the Camp Adulthood intern. Of which we will pay him in sparkling lime, whatever that is, sugar free energy drink. Yes. I also keep it clean. I'm the janitor as well. Oh, yes. We really have a good staff. Yes. We've got a janitor, an intern, a producer. I was going to call you a, a house boyfriend, but janitor <laughs> sounds more professional. <laughs> I can put it on a resume. Yeah. Janitor. Like a, not a sanitation worker, but isn't there like a maintenance Custodian. Man? Custodian. Custodian. I, I would have said sanitation. That sounds pretty legitimate. Yeah. Well, do you take out the garbage as well? I do, actually. That's the whole point of boys, I think, is taking out the garbage. It's pretty, pretty hefty. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you made the decision to become a Marine when you were in high school, a wee lad. It's weird because I didn't really like make a decision. It's kind of just like one day when I was in eighth grade, I was just like, I think I'm going to join the military. I don't have any real desire to go to college. It's very young, eighth grade. I mean, Texas, it's like, a, the culture is everywhere, because the only two things that matter in Texas are, well, three things that matter in Texas are, you know, football, Jesus, and the military. So, I mean... I care about about point five of those things. I'm no, the little, military I I'm care about. I'm a little about. into Jesus. Football is okay. Military, yeah. And now that I, I like think about it. when Ohio State is sorry, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the <laughs> <laughs> But that's about it. Um... So you weren't really overcome with any kind of like burning patriotic. Urge. No, I mean I a little a little bit. You were just. I, like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I kind of I kind of bought into the the rah rah stuff a little bit. I mean, it's hard not to when you're super young and impressionable and you're just like patriotism 
and you salute and the bald eagle flies away and then yeah i had to get my mom's permission to <laughs> sign the dotted line you were so late. i was 17 when i when i signed the papers now i'm almost 22 so brings a tear to my eye so do you feel like now that your um time sort of is winding down what what's been your the best thing that the military has given you and what has been the worst thing Mm. without going into too many specifics we don't shy away from the hard questions but we also want to get you in trouble i guess the best thing were just like the friends like the people and the homeboys because i love those guys to death and they're still my friends and they always will be i think the worst thing oh man i developed a, a smoking problem that i've since overcome that was pretty bad and then just uh the people also I still the worst like you've thing seen a lot of wieners <laughs> i have seen a lot of of naked 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 dicks why why so many wieners i don't know there's this really this homoerotic culture within the marine corps specifically i don't know if it exists anywhere else but it's just you will get crammed in a, a room full of you know 100 naked men and you will deal with it what a dream and just <laughs> just floppy wieners everywhere there's nothing you can do about it but are people like are they like flaunting the wieners <laughs> there there are guys that are super okay with themselves and they do it yeah and sometimes it's hilarious other times you're just like Please get that out of my face. I don't think I'd have any problem being in a room with like a hundred naked women. I wouldn't no. necessarily find it. I don't like... even know what I would do, like flop my boobs around if I wanted to like flop. <laughs> like what a weird concept. What um, a time. Wow. That's yeah. exciting. So do you see, since this is a podcast about being a millennial, being a young person, how, I know you're still in the Marine Corps and I know there are some bing bongs in the Marines. So do you see, do you think you've lived beyond your years and you feel older than you actually are because of your experiences or do you yes. feel like I, still I, a youngster? I wholeheartedly believe that I am older spiritually than I am physically or chronologically. Definitely. Maybe also physically because I feel like you're back. No, yeah, my, uh, got some issues <laughs> that but I shouldn't have. Smoking? I did quit smoking, yes with the Navy's help good for them so uh it's pretty cool yeah smoking sucks don't do it so but I don't condemn anyone that does because I understand so it's a personal choice it is it's a pretty bad personal choice to make but it's still a choice yeah so whatever um so we talked to our our older millennial Elliot Mm -hmm. last week about dating in New York I know you're dating me now, so you can check that box off the list. But before, how was dating as a Marine? What was that like? I didn't do it. I, I did not seek out... Not even once? You didn't go on a single date? No. I mean, it's easy, it's easy enough <laughs> to, to pick up... We can ask Maddie to leave the room if you want to talk about your other lover. No, oh, it's, I'm sure it's it. fine. Well, it's I know fine. he's, like, got his dick wet. I'm just wondering if he went on any dates. No, I I was I was not a dater. I was just like I if I want sex, I will I'll just ask any any girl that I want to ask if she wants to have sex with me. Well I mean it's it's just like women get away with it. It's just I don't I don't play games. Do you are are you interested? If not, that's like alright, have a nice day. If you are then alright, let's let's do this. When you use that tactic of just being like 
would you like to have intercourse with me? How often did it work? Was that like a... a I don't useful? know. Like, let's say like maybe two out of every five times. That's pretty good. That's a good It's a pretty high ratio. I mean, for me, I'm sure I'm sure like other guys might have more luck with it, but it's just like I don't... Well, I'm sure. not going to subscribe to like the social I mean, construct out, of yeah. playing the game as it were. I'm just... Let's just cut to the end here. Yeah, like I enjoy my alone time, so I'm just trying to get this over with. (laughs) Very utilitarian. That's who I am. You see, what do you think is different about the dating culture in the military compared to what you see out of your civilian friends? I think it's just worse. In what way? It's hard being in the military like it's super it's stressful in like a lot of ways not just like if you're if you're like the infantryman and that's what you have to deal with because then you know they destroy your body a lot worse than other places and it's just extremely stressful environment but even like in like my job where like i like work in an office but it still is like you know really long hours and it's a lot of like repetitive you know bs and people are dumb it's just extremely stressful and that breeds a lot of like cynical and unhappy human beings that are not always in the best emotional state like they shouldn't shouldn't be dating at all like they shouldn't be in relationships because they don't I mean half of them are my age or younger they don't know themselves at all or they're about to get married to their their high school senior sweetheart what like a, a year terrible idea. What a terrible idea. it happens all the time um but this is i think the interesting question is here you are saying that all of these men are not and women are not emotionally prepared or not that they're not emotionally prepared but that they're not in a state where um one second. Anyway, where they're not in a state where, sorry, we're having some technical issues because apparently I'm very loud, but this is new. I'm usually not very loud, so I'm excited. Um, anyway, so you, you're basically saying that all of these young men, um, because of the nature of their work, are not really in a place where young women too. being a good partner is going to be fruitful. Be fruitful. You're just not, you just don't have that space, and that's something I totally get. Um, and yet you see all of these military personnel, men, women across the board, getting married quite young, 18, 19, 20 years old, getting married to their high school sweethearts. Um, and I mean, I hardly know anybody in the military who's like hits 30 and is unmarried. So what, uh, kind of why do you think, even though they're not available, they think getting married is the best old plan? Uh, money. Um, money? Yeah, you get paid more when you're married. You uh, when you're when you're uh, single, unmarried. You live in you know the barracks or whatever, like the the equivalent across like the branches is of that. You know the dormitories or whatever. And so that's I not. I suggested that Corey marry his friend Kyle before Kyle got. I I I made that known to a lot of my male friends after they repealed. Oh, you're like let's get married. Sweetheart. I I you know I I told them I was like that's legal now and you know whatever we can live out in town private away from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just get paid more. Who cares, right? I just have this vision of Corey walking around the barracks, getting down on one knee and being like, "Will you marry me?" It's true. And then I was like, and then, and then I was, you know, we'll, we'll kiss one time in front of everybody, just you know, so that way they don't doubt us, and we'll never do it again, and we'll never talk about it for as long as we live. And then when we get out, which you know, you quietly, quietly get a divorce. I know. Um, one of Jenny's producer Jenny's friends, um, her boyfriend, who not. This happened, like, he was a service member in the army, and when he was in the army, he and a female service member got married, even though they were, like, platonic friends. Yep, contract happens all the time. then, like, he got out, and they, like, subsequently got divorced. It's so interesting. I mean... So you could even do it with, like, a female. 
I mean, now it's too late. Now well, yeah, now, now I'm, yeah, for our a foot out of the door. Don't you think that's a little complicated? Because I think it's very hard for men. I think it's bad. I think, I think, yeah. it, I think it's definitely not good. It is an irresponsible like decision made for like a, it's it's a short it's like a short term solution to sure. no incredibly like short term problem because totally. you know there are like there are like issues that come with being like a divorced like individual insurmountable. It's just it's just like it's just dumb. It's just like you know be single. Like if you want to date or you know like have casual sex and go do those things, who cares? But don't you know marry someone because you want to move out of the barracks. Because no one ever thinks about it. And it's term. also like if you're unmarried, you have no status too. So like if you're you were tr- or something. yeah, you were you were notably you're treated like notably different at least within my branch if you're yeah. married compared to single. But even if let's say even if you're like 28 years old and you've served multiple tours in wherever we're currently fighting a war, you're still looked down on. Because oh yeah, that is married. that is one thing that it's, continue your thought. Yeah, like that doesn't make like if you're an if say you're like a major. I don't know what the. Um, Marine we have are. well, we have majors. majors yeah. Okay, say you're a major, and you've—I only know that term because my friend Bill recently became a major. Oh, in congratulations, congratulations to him. Bill. He's awesome. We hope to have both him and his wife. He is very cool, and he has a very um, cool sleeve of tattoos. Very, they're pretty much the coolest military family I've ever met in my life. Um, anyway, uh, so so say Bill wasn't married to Kristen, and he'd done all this stuff and served in Afghanistan, et cetera, et cetera. He just would still be looked out on because he's not married. No, I think. Well, I don't be know. Oh, well, let's say they weren't your wife. Oh, like if he was yeah. single. I don't know. It's. Well, some people do when that. Like, when you're when you're an aunt, well, yeah, like because our our beloved Lord yeah, Prophet so General Mattis has has never been married, and he's <laughs> the greatest of our clan, as it were. But yeah, he's he's a he's been a bachelor his entire life, and I'm sure he's he's macked on plenty of honeys. But you think. Or do you think oh, he'd like I, to take a vow of celibacy to like focus all his energy on like it's war also fighting? I'm sure something gives him his supernatural powers. I don't know what it is, but it's something. something. But um, no, I think it's different when you're you know a major. That takes time. You know, you don't just like wake up one day and you're like, oh, you're a major. Like, it takes years and years and years. So I'm sure by that point, you know, he's paid his dues. But when you're like a lower enlisted like myself, when you're single living in the barracks and you're a lower enlisted, you're you are a free source of labor to be treated however people deem fit. So you're saying like, if you're married and there's like a choice of giving someone work who's married and someone who's single. Yeah, they're they're gonna yeah, they're I gonna they're gonna like in the workplace. Yeah, yeah they're just in an and and it's really I, I hate using the word or the phrase unfair or word whatever because you know fairness whatever but it's just two people who are married strictly for like a financial arrangement but I'm getting the stiff end of the deal. Especially when I've been in longer and put in the hours and put in the time. And well, I've I think some of the people that get married, some are doing it for financial benefit, but some are just doing it because they're bing bongs. Which is equally unacceptable. Like, I mean, they're, like, they're, people have like given the best advice about getting married where some people say, like, don't do it until you're at least a sergeant, which is, you know, five promotions deep if you're, you know, enlisted. And that, you know, that takes time unless you're extremely fortunate and you pick up on your first enlistment, which is unlikely, but it does happen. They say, you know, wait till you're a sergeant or wait till you've been in for at least a single enlistment, like an entire four years straight, and you've re-enlisted. Then think about it. Because by that point, you should have everything figured out. If you don't, then you're an idiot. Have everything figured out in your life at 22. Well, no, but just, like, the military and, like, your yeah. place within it should, you know, be... You should you should know, like, where you stand and, like, you know, when your next promotion should be. Like, you should be able to gauge these things, like, oh, am I going to get deployed? Like, Because by that point, you should have figured... The military. The military is extremely easy. It's really easy in the Marine Corps specifically. It's really easy to be in the Marine Corps. 
they tell you everything. Like you, you were know. telling me this yesterday. You were trying to convince me that going to boot camp is easy. It is easy. It's. I mean. I mean. Yeah. Sure. It's like it's quote unquote like physically demanding, but. But I mean, other than that, it's. I mean, I can't. It's run people. More than it's two people minutes. yelling at you. It's it's literally just people yelling at you nonstop. And well, then like, what if you're like, yelling mean things? What well, if yeah, you're a potato? I mean, they're not you know supposed to, but well then you should you should like have a level of fitness before you go to <laughs> just, to basic training. I'm concerned about the verbal bullying. The, the, and then, but then like, the flip side of that is ISIS is going to verbally. I mean, ISIS is going to cut your head off, and <laughs> and people are worried about getting cussed at, and it's like I can't under- I don't understand that. I'm personally not very worried about ISIS. I probably should be more worried. Um, but so, do you think it helps you fight ISIS if they call you a squirmy little maggot? No, I think it just makes you like a tougher. I mean, it didn't bother. I thought the insults were hilarious because some of them get extremely creative. Like what? Tell. Oh, I can't. I can't like remember off the top of my head right now because I've I've blocked like you know most of it. I've like, re- like repressed a lot of it. Only steers and queers come from Texas. Oh, full metal jacket. Let's have Corey will lead off, and we will all say go around the circle until we can't think of any more. All the best insults that we can think of that we would yell at someone in boot camp. Go. Mine are going to be not creative. Yeah, mine mine aren't really like creative either. I think. I think one of the most popular ones was you dumb fucking bitch. Really? So that's <laughs> kind of fun to say. Yeah, it's... Oh, they're not supposed to say, like, anything like that. And, I mean, and a lot of, like, the they're best... They're also not supposed to put Marines in dryers, which definitely happens. <laughs> hey, whatever, you know, it happens, I guess. He probably didn't this have a code. Often or with no, this no, this was this was a huge, like, scandal where yeah, where drill instructors crossed the line and went, yeah, and went too far. Yeah, I was like, is that now common? No. No, oh, God, common. no. That, like, it... It's 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 really it's crazy because we think as enlisted all of the rules that we have to follow and all like the limitations and restrictions placed on us to like for our own benefit we think that's crazy but drill instructors probably have it the worst I, I mm-hmm. honestly think it's probably well, the most it's like the, it's like the second maybe maybe even the worst job in the Marine Corps like it and and I and I think yeah you're you're literally ta- yes well I mean. You're taking anywhere between 17-year-olds to 27-year-olds, because that's the latest you can enlist. And essentially, you're trying to strip away their individuality, like their sense of self, and then rebuild them up as like part of a team. And like reteach them the simplest things, like how to tie their boots, how to put clothes on, like how to clean, like things that... It's and you know they're disgusting. Remember you told me disgusted. one time you put your underwear outside of your. That was so funny. Oh my god, that was one of the funniest moments in boot camp. It was hilarious. That was the punishment. It was we. They were they were making all of us like we had just had, we had just finished like exercise PT we call it and we would run like I don't know three miles and done a bunch of exercise we were sweaty. That terrible. I would died. Well, I mean, we were doing it in like formation, so we weren't running that fast, but uh, it was just long. But we were sweaty. It was really hot, and so um, we get back to our squad day and they make us all shower real quick, which really just means someone runs and they crank on all of the faucets because it's an it's an open room with no walls or dividers and just shower heads. <laughs> like, Is it cold? Oh yeah, of course. It was either the water was either freezing cold or scalding hot. So it, and then, and then you know they make you strip naked and then just run through oh, it in a single file line, years. and that's yeah, your shower. Yeah. You run through. Is there soap involved? No, you just you just get wet, <laughs> and then it's pretty. It's like a waste of water. It's it's pretty it's brutal. The beginning of the best porno ever. But um, <laughs> so we get back and they're making us like dry off and then put our clothes back on as quickly as we can because they like to count. They say like you have you know 30 seconds but they count down from like 30 to zero as fast as humanly possible so you really only have like four seconds and and, and they tell you like like, like clothes like piece of clothing at a time like you know like all right your shirt now your pants now your top now your socks now your boot and and we were being slow you messed up 
not me personally. I was fine because I can put my clothes on fast, whatever. And I'll, I'll, most of us did. I think it was like it was like two people like on the opposite side of the room that were just being slow, and so <laughs> they uh, made us get completely stripped down. And we put our clothes on, but the last thing they put on was like our underwear. So we had like our everything was on inside out. Like our camis were underneath, and then we had our undershirt over that, and like our pants, but then our underwear over that. It was so funny. I was I was trying so hard not to laugh. And if I had laughed, I'd have been destroyed. But <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, it is funny. But the point of this is just to break you down and then build you up. Yeah, it's That's just like. But because see, to me, I'm just like, what an impractical waste of time when I can be teaching you. A but see, some life some people, it's. I mean, that's teaching people like life skills is not the purpose of boot camp. Well, it's not a life skill, but in a, a you know an important military like what to do when ISIS. Comes. But see, there's and there's training for that. There's that's, that a, that's, at, that's after boot camp. This yes. is like phase one. I mean, I know. And then phase two is when you dig your fighting holes. No, that was that was a completely okay. separate training. It was not boot camp when I did that. That was a uh, MCT after boot camp. I see. Marine combat training. And that's where they, they quote unquote teach you how to fight when you're a pogue like myself, a non-infantryman. Uh, and then SOI, they teach you if you're an infantryman, like the different like weapons that they use, and they break, like separate people by like their their infantry specialty or whatever, and they teach them how to do. I don't know, I've never been to SOI, so. But um, boot camp is really just about indoctrinating people, and some people are extremely susceptible, like they're extremely like receptive to the indoctrination. I was not, so boot camp was really long and just dumb for me. It was like, oh my god. But um, a lot of people take to it really well, and some people like myself don't. Some people get dropped for various reasons. Like we had a couple guys who got really like deathly sick. Ooh. Boot camp is extremely gross, and a lot of people yeah. from all across Hence the country. The soap. Yeah, all all like, the people. So they get like cholera. Like I don't understand. Like, no, not cholera. One guy got mono, and it was just really bad. Kissing. Yeah, I was like, we were all, like. There was so this, much making out. We were like, how did this motherfucker get mono? Like, <laughs> he didn't just get it from thin air. Like, it came from somewhere. Do you think in the, since the theme of this episode is dating with some military player, in the event that there were two gay recruits, do you think that they could have had the opportunity to make out in boot camp? Or do you think that would have been impossible? I mean, I had the opportunity to, like, jack off in boot camp. <laughs> if I can, like, do that. always not yeah, like, yeah. If, I, if I can do that, then I, I mean, I don't see That's why true. it's not doable. Like, when in the world, in world history, would two people have not been able to sneak off somewhere and make out? I mean, the Spartans did it, well, though. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming most of the guys that go through boot camp are straight, but there must be the occasional... I'm sure there are. I mean, yes. I don't... Yeah. Not like I and never, the women, I, I know I, I've talked to you, we have a mutual friend who's a female Marine. I, I Yes, she is, she's told me There's stories. many more lesbians that join the military. That is, yes, lesson. objectively true i and definitely there's think that. more uh more shenanigans happening on the lady boot camp side i'm sure yeah i mean you can always find something oh well it's because they train at paris island and that's where all the bad things happen like i've just heard Corey's horror stories he trained in san, san diego. diego west coast best Better. coast paris island is where they put the recruits in the dryers. and dryers yes oh well that's bad where is paris island it's in north carolina actually yeah <laughs> but um yeah, it's a terrible place, and they all like to complain about sand fleas and everything. They're, they're so sand bad, fleas. and mosquitoes and, and everything, but I'm schlepping it through the mountains of the American Southwest, and it's terrible. So, I wonder which is worse: Sand fleas? Mojave rattlers? Oh, I mean, I'm from, I'm from Texas. I've seen my fair share of diamondbacks. It's just... I hate snakes. I would prefer the fleas. 
person. Going back to boot camp. So you were in a relationship while you were in boot camp. Sure was. Was that helpful or was that a distraction? No, it was, it was really helpful because, I mean, was it nice? there, there are times where it just gets, where boot camp just gets dumb and you're just like, why am I even, you're like, why, what have I, why am I doing this? Like, this is, this is just stupid. So. Keeps you attached to having, the outside world. Yeah. Like having somebody like write you letters that's not like, you know, your mom or your dad is, is nice because it's just, I don't know, it does make it like a little bit easier. Definitely. But, um. Bootcamp is is aside from that. Like I've seen, I saw guys who just didn't want to do it anymore, and just like. I mean, I would not like, want to do it after one day, like day one. I would be but like. But I mean, if you, you. What happens if you just don't want to do it anymore? Then, then you get, like they, apart, they, 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 yeah, they, they take their t- like, it's it's extremely hard for the drill instructors to like drop a recruit on anything other than like medical because you know if a recruit like breaks both his arms them, right? like they've already put yes. so much effort into yes it's it's one thing when a recruit is injured or becomes ill that's like one thing but when a recruit like refuses to train as they call it and it's just like i'm not doing this anymore like i'm just gonna sit here and i don't care what happens then it's it, they, they get sent to the brig no they get they just get you know like administratively like processed out but it's it's not good for drill instructors. It's like extremely bad for well, drill instructors. Yes, because it's their job to train people and make Marines, and if they cannot do that, there's something wrong with them. And that is taken extremely seriously, especially in light of all of the things that have happened recently, where drill instructors have gone like rogue mm-hmm. and just put kids put in kids drying in drying machines. You know, like. Well, that's just. But also, like, there's a point where, like, if someone's gonna, I don't until after, like, it's kind of funny. Have about it's kind of funny. Well, we've had about like sorority and fraternity hazing and recruiting. Oh, yeah. like, if somebody was like, "Get in the fucking dryer," I'd be like, "Peace." I know we've talked about that too. Like, like I don't well, think yeah, the sexual mean, assault too happens in boot camp. It's like, it, oh, like the drill sergeants raping the recruits. I mean, that's it, I mean, I've heard, I've heard, sto- I've, I've never confirmed any of that. I've just heard, you know, the stories where like, like some power crazy like drill instructor like raped a recruit in, in like their their hut or whatever like where their office and i was like jesus christ like that's fucking crazy but i mean it, it sucks because on one hand i do i kind of like i empathize with drill instructors because that like truly has to be one of the worst jobs like imaginable because yeah. they don't ever sleep like i swear they don't like they might get like i've heard stories of drill instructors who didn't sleep for like days on end because they were constantly constantly doing stuff or they'd go home to see their family who they hadn't seen in like a week and they would sleep and then would wake up in like three hours and go back to work and and it just doesn't stop and doesn't stop and they're constantly moving and they have well, to be they it, have like to be like in boot camp, well they unquote, and they have to be the like yes like they do the, that's their job and they have to be perfect like they have to be like as a recruit you envision that this is what a marine is like this is like a perfect marine but, i mean that's and, still an excuse for raping someone well, yeah. well no but i'm saying like they're they're people and some people are of better like moral fiber than others and some people break under the stress and it like you can only put a human being through so much and some people can handle a lot more than others my drill instructors were extremely professional and good at what they did and i look back and i think they were yeah they were terrifying individuals but i look back now and i realized they were probably like great marines like i like boot camp was not like wasn't so hard that i like couldn't couldn't do it like at no point that oh, i ever you made it through. yeah it was like at no point that i ever like oh man i can't do this anymore it's just like i definitely was like oh god why am i doing this like this, this is this is just getting dumb. But I never was like it was, it was never something where I was like I, I I can't I can't do this. Even like the the culminating event where we climbed a literal mountain that so we that we dubbed the Reaper. While you were in boot camp, you were in boot camp for three months. After you got out of boot camp, I'm assuming you didn't see very many women because there are no women at Recruit Depot San Diego, right? There are like no, zero like, women. I saw it was really weird because I saw like old ladies there. 
like walking around like civilians and I didn't know who they were I was just like and I was just like I don't know like they were old but I was just like this is weird thinks everything in the military is like 1955 I should know more I should know more no yeah but it was just it was like a lot of a lot of men but like young young nubile females you didn't see for three months nope I didn't see a dog for three months either it was really sad Corey really loves dogs. Corey's been looking after my we, pup. What was sadder, not seeing females or not seeing the dogs? Not seeing dogs. Sorry, but it's just. I mean, don't have to apologize to me. I, I don't. It was. I, I remember one time we were doing we were doing an event. It was like a training event. We were we were running one of our we call it a CFT a combat fitness test. Really dumb event, whatever. And and we were doing it on a football field that had a like a track around it. And and that's where I, I saw that old woman. And I was just like, what are you doing here? Like. This is a, this makes no sense. But she had a dog with her, and it was like a collie, and I was just like, "Oh my god, like, like, oh, that's a that's a live dog." I was like, "I haven't seen a dog in in like two months." This is crazy. It was great. I didn't get to pet the dog because I was getting screamed at by somebody for something dumb, whatever. But yeah, it was cool. That's exciting. Yeah, and I mean, not seeing chicks. I mean, I was in a relationship at the time, so I was just like, "If I could see a chick, there's only one that I wanted to see." But man, whatever. I've got too much keeping my mind busy here. Then it's just like right That's in true. front of me. I feel like if you're so physically tired and mentally exhausted, it's you hard to care about a lot of things. Anything. Like it's it's hard when you when you get like that point of like physical exhaustion. You're just like I don't care about anything. Like you could strike me dead right now, and I'd just be like, thank you, sweet release. <laughs> it gets hard. Let's ask my co-host a question. What is it like dating a marine, Madeline? Oh, well, I feel like the Marine Corps, in terms of our relationship, is kind of trash. Like, it's only been a hurdle. Yeah. Obviously, it's nice. I mean, if it wasn't for the Marine Corps, we wouldn't have met. Because we met through a mutual friend yeah, who was also a Marine. let's hear story of how you met. Let's hear it through Corey's perspective. Let's hear Corey's perspective. My perspective is very boring. Because I got a text message one day from our mutual friend. Saying, while well, she was home for Christmas leave in 2015? Yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, I have a friend. I told her about you. She said she'd be interested in meeting young, young hot marines. <laughs> I think was or was it or was it or was it single and hot marines? I can't remember. And uh, so she's like, I, I told her I'd give her your number. Are you okay with that? And I was just like, and then I asked, can I? Do you have a picture of her so I can see what she looks like? Oh, What's her name? Smart. I mean, no, come I on. Been, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I would have said I no. Really I'm sorry, but like, I, I, I mean, I saw a picture of you before too. Right. So. And I mean, I like to think of myself as not ugly, and you're not ugly. I was I was pretty attracted. I was like, well. cute <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh yeah, she's she's really cute. Yeah, sure, I'll talk to her. And then and then we was it uh, did I text you first? Yes. Yes. And then mm-hmm. and then not that long after that, you was it like February? You flew out to California yes. and we spent our weekend together. Yes, it was very exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> I like it we were very nervous. nervous. We were I was like, nervous. either this is gonna be great or I'm gonna get axe murdered in my sleep. <laughs> I knew she wouldn't get axe murdered. I knew worst case, she could, my dad lives in Southern California. I was like, just call Papa Keith, yes. and he will come get you if Corey turns out to be a And he was an admiral, punch. a real high-ranking yeah. Navy person. He yeah. would have. But I did not, I was not an axe murderer. You were not. I mean, I was worried you were going to be, like, insane. I was like, I hope this goes well for me. See, like, that's so interesting, because they've actually done studies on this. I've actually read them that, like, the, um, like, they've done tests with, like, Tinder and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where they surveyed men, they said, "What's your biggest fear when you meet someone on a blind date for the first time? What's like your worst fear that's going to happen?" And when they asked men, 
it's either she's going to be crazy or she's going to be ugly. And we ask women the same question, they say, I'm going to die or get raped. Right. Which, I mean, that, that's fair. Um, whatever. That's fair. But it's true. That's what happens. Absolutely. Like, women are afraid. No, no, exactly. Women are afraid. And I think that's really problematic. I also think it's really problematic, the whole language around women are crazy nonsense. And I could get on my soapbox. I'm not going to. Maybe I'll say that for the intro to our next episode. But um, that's really... Are there really so many girls that are engaging in outlying behavior that guys are afraid of that? Or is this some kind of... Like, I, I, I think that's what confuses me. And I'm like, if there are so many women engaging in outlying behavior... That's why are they getting away with that? When, yeah. Why are they getting away with that? Within the, the not, Marine Corps... Why are men in, interpreting regular behavior as outlying behavior? Within the Marine Corps, yes. Like... What do you think it's crazy? Not, uh, Example mm, time. Like, just... M- crazy mood swings like outlandish where like one moment you're cool the next you're not like it's it's well, not I wouldn't like, even say that because you told me stories of like i'm gonna take compulsive from you. Com- go ahead of like women that lie about getting sexually assaulted but yes like com- like the compulsive uh, the like Corps, p- compulsive line call your office and say i slept with so-and-so and he got me pregnant yeah, now and- it comes to office's <laughs> problem that's a crazy thing to do then that, that happened to me office's problem it, it's because and I'm gonna, I know a lot of people will, would probably disagree with the statement. I don't care because I disagree with them. But I think the system, when it comes to like government institutions, systems are inherently set up to where the opinion of a woman will be favored over that of a man only because there's been a really long history of of men, you know, a lot of negative treatment towards women. Days. Yeah, and and sometimes that comes with overcorrection, where yeah. where it, you just instead of it being like a all right, we need to treat men and women with like equity, it becomes like a. I'm just going to arbitrarily take her side over it because it's not worth the risk that I don't take it as seriously as I should. And then, you know, I'm crucified for it, which isn't fair because that's not how you do it, right? Like equity is equity. Like fairness is fair. Like that's just the way it needs to be. But I, I've seen, I've seen that kind of treatment where a woman says something that, that wasn't true or it was just outlandish or it was blown out of proportion and there was no real effort made to verify her story. Or the male side of the story, like either side, it was just like arbitrary. Like, she is, the, she is the victim party, and we have to, we have to like rally around her, or so, we're fucked. If, so I'm fascinated by this. If a civilian woman calls your office and says, um, "Enlist, what private? What do you call them in the Marines? If you're the lowest, private boot scrub. Okay. Boot scrub. Yeah, just you boot Smith. scrub. Private Smith. Yeah, um, impregnated me." Uh, then what is the course of action? Because like, well, so the thing with that was just this. So the, the, this marine of mine who slept with this woman out in town was the fiance of a staff sergeant. The we don't know who it is, even though we're not going to say. We're not going to say his name. That's problematic. Right. And, and the yeah. funny part was like, not only did he get her pregnant, but she gave him chlamydia. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Goodness but um, but hey, whatever. <laughs> who am I to judge? But anyways, um. So she called my office and was like, "No, like he needs to like pay for the abortion." Yeah, like, the yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Not, not, not the staff. The staff sergeant ended up getting my my Marin's my poor little Marin's number from this this woman, this lady, and there were words had, and then it involved my boss getting involved and having to separate the two of them and threatening to make this like a legal issue because that kind of conduct between those two individuals is not acceptable. And then we had to like make it extremely clear to the woman, like, look. 
the government does not honor being engaged as a relationship status. You are either married, yeah. or you are single, or you were divorced, or you were widowed. But like those, that's it. But like, in the military, if you are an enlisted person and you sleep with someone else's wife, that's like a legal. That's thing yeah. That you can, you can like legally be punished for adultery. Like yeah. it's it's like a legal Which crime. I did not know that that was a thing. Yes, but being engaged is not a relationship status. You're, it is the same thing as being single. Now, like, people can honor that differently. Like, we're like, I know from, like, person to person that you're engaged and that means something. But, like, legally speaking, it's, you're single. So, okay. So that's, that's interesting because that's all, like, intermilitary. That's, like, yeah, that's, like, the legal yeah. politics of but, it. But, like, if, if, so if something happens and they have sex with someone who is not part of the military or is it, part of the military it, but is not with someone else and they can't call and complain, is then it's, the uh, internal... Is it like off it, it like gets like no 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 it no it it actually can get pretty like some serious legal ramifications come with that and I've heard stories I've never actually like seen this particular scenario happen but I've heard people who you know like I, I saw this happen or like my buddy's buddy's buddy whatever the case was where like men would you know have like a one night stand with a woman and I like they met at a club or something and she because the towns typically that surround military installations like. They know how it works because they've been there forever. So everyone knows who the military people are and how the military works because they're so close to it. And it's it's hard to hide. Like it's really hard to hide. But um, have a certain Yes, and haircuts. Yes, haircuts. I I say that like haircuts. I can I can spot a marine bias haircut. But um, so I've heard stories where they'd sleep with a woman and the woman would would get a hold of some someone within that chain of command and it's usually through some pretty conniving like forms of conversation where it's like oh well what, you, what unit are you with okay and then like you know the following morning google like that that unit commander's phone number which all that information is readily accessed public information and then be like this individual raped me and then you know and whole investigate like NCIS would get involved like that marine NCIS you know, it's a very it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a serious issue and then this woman now rates free health care for the rest of her life. And like because she's because she's a victim of sexual assault and 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 the government is now obligated to provide her free health care for the rest of her life. And and like I said, there's little that the male can do in the situation because the view on sex is that it's something a man does to a woman, right? Like I know there's the whole thing where it's like it takes two consenting parties, but when it comes down to someone being wronged, it's it then becomes like I am a man and I did this to a woman. Yeah. Like this was an interesting thing that I didn't appreciate before I started talking to you about this. That like in some aspects, if you're a service member, you are like an individual person. But then in some aspects, more so than I think I expected, you're like a ward of the state. Yes. And the state has like an obligation to you, not yeah. in like a bad way, but it's like no, no, that makes like sense. Like there's so many stories that you have told me where I'm like. Oh, if that happened in my office, that person would get fired. Or if I was friends with that person, I wouldn't be friends with them anymore. But in the military, there's not only, like, they put so much time and effort into training you that you... Yes. It's a waste of time if they don't get you up to speed and fix the problem. And if they kick you out, quote-unquote, or something bad happens to you, it's a reflection on everyone. Mm -hmm. And if you fuck up, it's like, it's not that individual person that's going to fix it, it's the infrastructure that's going to fix it. Yes, and and there are some there are some pros and cons to that entire approach. Um, I'd say there's probably like more cons than there are pros because nothing really good comes from like holding people like from not holding people personally accountable. Like there are times where like people can be you know vindicated of something. So like you know like don't hold someone accountable for something they didn't do. 
and the military specifically the marine corps has a way of like holding people accountable for things they didn't in fact do um or that somebody else did and that's kind of like how the whole chain of command thing works where like if I, I being in charge of people one of my guys makes a mistake whether or not i was even physically present for the mistake whether or not i had anything to do with it at all i'm yeah. still to some measure held accountable so that's so interesting because you've had some real bing bongs under your chart i have had a whole slew of colorful characters one particular bing bong yes we won't name we won't name but he's still around and i mean and it's sad because there are days where this particular bing bong like does really well and i don't have to worry about him but those days are i wish they're they're fewer and more far between than i would like but most of the days it's he is someone i have to keep an eye on and just something i have to worry about like another gray hair and but yeah, the, the infrastructure is definitely set up to where, in a lot of ways, we are at a disadvantage when it comes to matters of, like, legal import. So, like, accusations of, like, sexual assault or, or yeah. any real crime, to And it's also hard, too, because in, I think what you're saying is 100% correct, but then you look at, like, the percentage of women that are Marines, it's what, like, 10% now, maybe? Oh, yeah, it's, I think it's, oh, it's God, really I think it's, like, small. less than, I think it's, like, 9 or 7%. Yeah. It's extremely small. It's really small, and... There are, like, complete MOSs, like, specialties, whatever, where there are no women. Like, I know it's open to everyone now, but, like, that obviously hasn't trickled down yet. And so there's, like, guys that literally don't encounter women on, like, their day-to-day. And it's... Which is interesting. It's hard because women introduce a new dynamic that's not... That just doesn't exist when you have nothing but men. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that dynamic at so all. It just It just becomes, like, a... It's just a product of what happens when you don't have women around forever. And then you suddenly, like, just... This is why I think the barracks should have den mothers. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to be a barrack den No, mother. you would not. I Best promise you that. Ever. No, worst job ever. I, As someone who is in charge of people that live at the barracks, and that is, like, to a degree what I have to do is be, like, a den mother, it sucks. But, Corey, let me tell you something about myself. You're a nice young man a tender you've, you've never seen me i know i am not that way Corey tears people no apart. i i put my hands on people like i i fuck people up <laughs> oh. I, I don't care that's gonna be the intro Great care, everyone Corey fucks people up don't like look for me on the street i'm really like small and fragile but <laughs> i like i have like the spirit i've got the heart it's of a like dog like a lion normal young man but you know when even even one of my guys who is probably much stronger than me like i'm just mean enough <laughs> that he he doesn't want to tangle with me because this, this guy this guy thinks I'm crazy when I get mad and I've like I've like firmly grasped him you know just like put my hands on him not in a mean way but just like to get his attention and let him know that he has done something wrong and I'm displeased about it and he he like oh oh Jesus he's like please don't hit me <laughs> or something crazy like that no I firmly believe that there's little difference between training dogs and training people fundamentally it's the same thing it is I mean people within the military at least I wouldn't you know do this to like so, normal human beings. To lighten the mood a little bit, what is one haha funny story that you have from your time looking back on your four years? Things people would find interesting. So uh, there was a friend of mine um, who is no longer in the Marine Corps. He is out now. But um, he and I were junior Marines together, and um, we were we were on an exercise, a training exercise, way out in the middle of nowhere, very dirty, sandy. Um, the weather was really nice though, and we were tearing everything down. It was like the last day we were out there. We were we were stoked to go home and um it was it was the two of us and then our our man in charge our nco our corporal who's a good friend of mine to this day and he 
my, this, the buddy of mine who was my same rank was a uh, he was he was bigger than me. He was like a stronger guy, and he kept doing that thing guys do where he would you know like lunge at me, like he would want like he was about to like put his hands on me. And, and I would, yeah, I can't help it. Sorry, I'm, I'm very I'm very animated, but uh, and and it would make me flinch because like oh, Jesus, because that's who I am. And I told him I was like, if you do it again, I'm gonna hit you in the. Take some pictures from the website, so you should do that again. <laughs> oh my God, do what again? Just take a picture of your face. <laughs> okay, sorry, go on. Continue sorry. your story. But anyways, uh, he, um, so I told him if he did it again, I was going to hit him as hard as I could in the dick. I was like, if you do it again, I'm going to hit you in the dick as hard as I can. So he did it again, so I followed through with my promise because I'm not a liar. I am a man of my word. So I hit him as, as hard as I could, and, and the first thing he did was he dropped right to his knees and started throwing up everywhere. Oh, I no, died what laughing. Just Just the dick. As far as I could, the dick, right? Oh, in his, the dick. Yeah, okay, just boom. And I don't know what it was, but he, yeah, he just he he dropped to his knees and just started hurling. Balls just right. when they're hit in the dick. I almost have before. I know, it's, and this is like a common I, I, occurrence. I don't know what it is like when you get when as a man when you get hit in the dick, you don't feel it in in like the groin at all. Like the pain is in your like your stomach or your lower abdomen. Like it just hurts so bad. And some men, yeah, like. And, and it radiates, too. It's not like a sharp pain. It, like, sits there. And it, it flares up, and then it goes away, and it flares up, and it goes away until it finally, like, dies down and isn't there anymore. How many times have you gotten hit in the dick? Plenty of times. Uh, enough times to know that I don't want to get hit in the dick anymore, but sometimes I still do, and it, it's terrible. You almost hit me today, actually. It hurts. It hurts really bad. Yeah, okay, but it hurts, but, like... I'm gonna say something really inappropriate. And by all means. Okay, so why does it hurt when someone hits you, but it doesn't hurt when you're slamming it into some girl? Because I mean, vaginas I are a gift from the gods. And I like it. Vaginas <laughs> are a gift from the gods. Yeah, they, what? vaginas are a gift from the gods. Like that's Thanks. Thanks. those things are amazing. Plus, you know, a vagina doesn't have the same consistency as like someone's bald fist and knuckles, like being slammed into it as hard as someone can muster. That's like Newton's. That's like that's like forced like pounds of pressure just like right into you. It's terrible. But it's like bones and muscle, like in my lady. Yeah, but your vagina is just you know like soft stuff. It's not like jagged bone. I mean, maybe mine is. I would hope not. You've not encountered a vagina. Yeah, but everyone I have encountered has not been that way. They've been, <laughs> they've been like, they've been, they've been soft, warm, wet, and persuasive, as Dave Chappelle once said. <laughs> okay. That is true. Well, I think on that note, do you have any hot topics you want to discuss? I also have a good way to end with our guests, okay. by the way. I'm really excited. Do I have any hot topics? Do you have anything else you want to ask us or anything else you want to talk about? What's the plans for the podcast? What? What's the plans for the podcast? Oh. We're going to launch, hopefully. Soon. Well, by the time people are listening to this, we're already we going to have launch. a launch. We already have Blue Apron money and have 6,000 listeners. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like the dreams. I love it. Very shortly. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, like short term, I would be happy if we could get 50 listeners. Yeah. Long term, I would like to have our own talk show on TBS. Yeah. Like Samantha B. Pretty much. <laughs> Jenny does not think it's possible. But Jenny, <laughs> no, I was just surprised by the station choice. I mean, TBS. Like, I would personally go for ABC. It'd be like the View, but oh, okay. Well, like, you do you like the hot topics? Risky. Thing. I think we've got to be cable, not. Or you guys could do the Rooster Teeth route and just build your own brand and just have an entire company around that. Yeah. We're gonna have merch. 
approach. Sure. Gotta get that website up and running. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is because I was listening to My Favorite Murder and they had to make a whole different website for their merchandise. And I'm like, if y'all you could just do it all the same. You just do a, um, a Squarespace site with a commerce page. Yeah. Squarespace, Squarespace can also. Squarespace give us money. Squarespace. Squarespace give us money. A better way to website. A better way to website. Okay. So are you ready for our. Yes. Okay. Um, I have to think of a clever name for it. Okay. I'm going to ask you. Firing rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. Okay, so we can kind of get a sense of where you stand in the millennium spectrum. Yes. Favorite book. You have like only a second to answer. Yeah. What first thing? Things I carried. Ooh, that was unexpected because I know you're a sci-fi fan. Um, I couldn't think. I was like, okay, all right, fine. Keep kidding. Okay. Favorite TV show. I don't watch TV. That's not true. I don't have a favorite TV show. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Sure. Okay. Um, favorite movie? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't... Okay, you don't watch television. We understand. Uh, favorite beverage that is... Not... John Wick. Favorite movie. What is it? John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah, John love Wick. that movie. Good choice. Keanu Reeves? Yes. Oh, excellent. man. He's um, great. Favorite uh, beverage that is not alcoholic? A&W root beer. Favorite beverage mm. that is alcoholic? Moscow Mule. Excellent. Uh, favorite food? Chicken and dumplings. <laughs> Chicken I would have thought you would have said pizza, but no. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite movie? Favorite movie. Oh, I gotta, I gotta rapid fire, it. rapid fire, rapid fire. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, first pet? Labrador Retriever. Named? Maggie. Aw. Thank you. Um, favorite animal? Dogs. Dogs. Awesome. <laughs> um, Maddie, jump in. Oh, um, favorite girlfriend you've ever had? <laughs> Definitely you. Definitely oh, you. Okay. And I'm not just saying that. You're, like, objectively the best one ever. <laughs> hey, campers. This is the resident youth, Maddie, coming at you. As you can probably tell by the abrupt ending of that episode, we recorded this a few months ago with the intention of this interview being embedded in a larger episode with another interview. Um, and then we subsequently decided to release them separately. So the second episode had the ending and this one did not. So super professional, as always. So you're getting the ending from me. Hope you enjoy it. Um, Please rate, review, like, and subscribe on iTunes. This is a great way. If you're a constant supporter and fan of the podcast, you're a weekly listener, this is a great way to share the fun with others. And you might get a shout out as we've shouted out other guests that have reviewed us in the past. Um, Please find us on Twitter and Instagram at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com and we will um, share your submissions or talk about any millennial moments or um, campfire topics that you provide us. And please visit campadulthood.com for more compelling content um, from Shay and I. So with that, I will sing the song in my lonesome. Thanks, guys. Do 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 do